Good morning and welcome to the Tao of June, living an inspired life. Now, in speaking of living inspired life, last night at my Toastmasters meeting, we had a table topics contest. And that just means that table topics is a portion of our weekly meeting where they, um, you know, one person is designated for the role of table topics master and they run the impromptu speaking portion of the meeting. And it's their responsibility to come up with questions or topics to talk about. And the person who gives, who goes up and gives the two to three minute speech, or I know it's one to two minute speech, I believe, but the person who goes up and makes the short, short speech, they're not able to prepare for it because how are you, you have no way to know what the person is going to ask. And that's why it makes it fun and challenging because it's not like a five minute speech. It's only two, but you have to come up with something to say within those two minutes. It's something that's uh, comprehensible <laughs> and will you know, seem like a coherent thought. But last night, uh, the whole meeting was the table topics because it was a contest and six of us uh, volunteered to be contestants. I was number six. I was number five, but I probably came in sixth place. <laughs> I was part of the bottom three that made the top three possible last night. But what I really enjoyed was the question that we were asked. We were all asked the same question and we were all in a different room so that we couldn't hear what the question was, so we couldn't prepare for it. And we, um, but that also means I didn't hear the first three speeches either, um, which I was a little bummed about because I really enjoyed the way they answered the two contestants that I got to hear because I was number four, so I heard number five and six. Um, number five and six actually placed. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, the question was, when you're 80 years old, what do you think will matter to you the most? And I really liked that question. And I fumbled uh, because when I get up in front of an audience, I tend to giggle and get giddy and act stupid and say stupid things because I think it's a really, I have to work on my own self-image. I, I need to see myself as a confident speaker. Uh, it's because I go up there and feel embarrassed and I don't really see myself as a confident speaker yet, not, you know, in my own mind, my, my, the way I envision myself. Uh, so I need to work on that. But I went up and just uh, talked about how um, when I, I met a, man, a gentleman who was in his 70s and he told me that if he could, he, would, he wishes he could go back in time and tell his younger self to go out there and fail as much as possible. Don't be scared of failure. And you grow the most from your failures. And he's saying, he told me that there were so many things that he would have liked to have done or tried, but he just couldn't bring himself to do it because he was scared that it would, he would fail or look embarrassed or, you know, or that things would go wrong. And so he never tried. And he's saying now he really regrets those things that he never tried. And so that was my answer. I, I said, when I'm 80 years old, I want to look back at all my failures and think to myself, wow, I really lived. <laughs> um, now you can see why I didn't place. <laughs> uh, but the two speeches that I did hear, I really enjoyed. One of them was by uh, a Toastmaster. He's, he's actually become kind of a friend. Um, we, 
joined Toastmasters in January around the same time at the same time. <laughs> so he's my post uh, Toastmaster buddy, I guess, my Toast buddy. But anyways, I really enjoyed his answers. He his answer. He said when he's 80 years old, he wants to you know, look back at all the memories that he's made, but he's saying not just uh, make lots of memories. He's saying he wants to make a legacy. He wants to think about what kind of legacy will he leave behind. And he's saying that he volunteers with Mentor Me North Georgia, and he is mentoring a young boy named Ben, who doesn't have a father or a good male influence in his life. And so he wants to be a good male influence in his life and hopefully make a difference, a positive impact on that child's life. And he's saying that's the kind of legacy he wants to leave behind. And that's what would matter to him the most when he's 80 years old. The kind of legacy that he will be remembered for. And I, I applauded when, I, when he finished that speech. I, 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 it really touched me. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. And then the, the young lady who won the contest, I knew she had it in the bag as soon as she finished her speech. Because not just the answer, not just the content of her speech, but the way she delivers it. And her, the use of her body language, the use of her, the space, that she, the, the speaking area. Um, she used the whole space well. She moved from one area to the other confidently. Um, and it was purposeful. Her movements were purposeful. And it just really, it was a really impressive speech. But here's what she said. She said that uh, when she's 80 years old, she wants a life full of adventure and memories, not a a shelf full of degrees and accolades, you know? And I was like, wow. And she said that she wants to go, she wants to live a life that makes her feel excited and she's saying even at 80 years old she wants to be the adventurous kind of person that you wouldn't expect from an 80 year old lady <laughs> and she's saying like she's she's about to move to phoenix just because she flew out there and she had a great time and she loved it out there so now she's gonna move out there she's just decided on her own she's gonna do it and i was like wow yes go for the adventure right just like jim Rohn says better to live 30 years full of adventure than 100 years safe in the corner what a way to live right safe in the corner tucked away you know better to go out there and really have the adventure go for the thrill you know do it for the story right so so that you'll have stories to tell but i really enjoyed that she won the contest but it really has me thinking now you know it's almost like reverse engineering your life it's almost like going skipping ahead to the end and then figuring out how you want the ending to be and then coming back and kind of working towards that you know working working from there you know like it's it's interesting so i asked my daughters when i got out of the toastmasters meeting i called my daughters and i asked uh, my older daughter first i said ava you know what do you think when you're 80 years old what do you think is going to matter to you the most? And she said, her, probably her grandchildren. And I was like, wow, look at you already planning on having grandkids. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. And she said, yeah. And, and, you know, I was like, that's probably why grandma and grandpa are always so crazy about you, you know? And, and she was like, yeah, you know? And then uh, my, I asked my younger daughter, 
you know, and when you're 80 years old, what do you think is going to matter to you the most? And she said, my family. And I, I was like, oh my God, yeah, you know, I agree. And I think, I think that's why I've been struggling emotionally so much these days. Is because I feel the same way as my daughters do. I think, I think what makes life worth living is family, right? And your friends. And the relationships that you have. Because I understand, okay, so then I started thinking, what about people who have horrible families or have no families at all? Orphans. You know, what do they do? Well, I don't think family has to be blood-related, right? Family can be like my Toastmasters family, you know? The people that care about you, that show up for you, and you, you show up for them. And we take care of each other. We care for each other. I think that's what it's about, right? No matter whether you're, uh, you know, whether you have a big family or not, I think you can create a family of your own, a family of misfits, you know? I, uh, there's this uh, YouTube channel that's pretty fascinating. It's called Meet My Story. It's the name of the YouTube channel, Meet My Story. They have all kinds of, um, like, an incredible, almost unbelievable stories of what people have gone through. One of the stories I remember was about a kid who, um, his whole life, believed that he was a part of this family... And they never told him any, any, anything else, any, you know, otherwise. But then he did a school project, and he had to write about um, an earthquake, a recent earthquake that uh, killed a lot of people in that, in that area, mostly in the, you know, the lower class area where the homes weren't very structurally sound. And he was the lone survivor of a family whose house crumbled, and he was just a little baby, and he's saying that he saw his picture and he's reading about this and he realized he had three older brothers and he had a totally different family and he felt lied to. And he felt so angry. He ran out of the li- library upset and he continued running. He just ran away from home and he went back to his old neighborhood where he read, you know, what happened. And some of the kid, older kids uh, recognized him told him that they were friends with his older brother. And they were a rough bunch. And, but he didn't care. He was, he was so upset with his family. And they invited him over to their house, which in the, YouTube, in the story, he was like, it's, it really didn't, wasn't a house, you know? But anyways, the next day, they're at a basketball court area, and they hear popping noise, like firecrackers, and everybody started scattering and running, so he started to run, but then he got hit in the leg, he got shot in the leg, and he woke up in the hospital days later, they said that he lost a lot of blood, and he was unconscious, and there, next to his bed, was his sister, and his mother and father, and the nurses told him that they never left his side they were there and they never stopped looking for him and he cried and he told them how sorry he was because he realized that they they really did love him and cared about him they never stopped looking for him 
And even though he was, he did that. He ran away from. He ran away, and he was upset at them. You know, they forgave him. They understood, and he forgave them for not telling him the truth because he understood now that they didn't want him. They were just trying to protect his feelings, and <clears throat>、um, he also realized that had they not adopted him, he could be living in a very bad situation. You know, they saved him from that that life that he would have been、uh, doomed to, right? And <clears throat> so then he ended the story, saying that he realizes now that family、um, it doesn't have to be blood related. You know, this is his family because they love and care about him, and that's all you need from family, right? <clears throat> and I really, I really liked that story, but. Yeah, it just got me thinking. Like, what, what do, what, what would really matter to me as I have my one foot out the door, you know, of this life when I'm about to leave this world and my time here on Earth is about to come to an end. If I'm fortunate enough to get to that point where I'm old and I know that my time is winding down. I think that I would look back on my life, and the things that would matter to me the most would probably be the relationships that mattered to me, the people who I cared about and who cared about me, the memories and the experiences we created together, and the feeling that maybe. Through my, you know, during my time here, through all my efforts, maybe I made a positive impact on a few people's lives. Because if it's just one person's life, I think I would be disappointed. <laughs> just to be honest, you know, if I if if I lived to 80 years, and my whole life I've been trying to motivate, inspire, and encourage others, because I I just. It hurts me to see someone down, and in pain, or suffering. If something tugs at my heart, and I want, I want to help. I've always been that way. It's just in me. So, <clears throat> I think that looking back on my life, knowing that my whole life I've been trying, I've I've been going door to door ever since I was a child, witnessing to strangers and praying for them.、Uh, I did it in my high school years as well. Um, I was a senior class pastor. I would go around, and I, I, I formed a prayer club in our boys' dorm,、um, where you know the guys felt safe and welcome to open themselves up and make themselves vulnerable and talk about things that they're struggling with and ask for prayer. And we would pray together. And it was surprising some of the kids that showed up. It was unexpected. It was some of the more popular kids sometimes, that, you know, and to find out that they were struggling with with、uh, certain things, it was incredible to me. And the fact the re- the fact that they felt safe to come to me and talk about these things, and we could pray together. <clears throat> I did not take that trust lightly. But anyways, yeah, at the end of my life, if I felt like. Maybe I made an impact on one person's life. 
I'd be like, wow, that's it? <laughs> one? <laughs> you worked that hard and you only reached one person. You know, I don't know. I mean, I would feel like maybe you should have worked on how you deliver your message or something. Um, but yeah, if it's a few people at least, though, if it's a handful of people, then I would feel like, you know what? You did good. You did good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would, I'd like to challenge you with that question, whoever's listening to this. When you're 80 years old and you're looking back on your life, what do you think will matter to you the most? Give it some thought. I encourage you. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you listening. And I really do hope that you get something out of this by me sharing some of the things that, you know, were, were helpful to me and meaningful to me, experiences that helped me grow. By sharing these, I hope that it helps you as well. So I really do appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. I honor the light in you that's also in me. Namaste.